Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first installment of the Fantasy Football Bros Vegas Insider Edition, or at least that's what our name is for now. <laughs> I am your co-host, Derek Randall, and here with me is my co-host, Jack Novak. Jack, how are you doing? Great, and um, I'm excited to, excited to do the show. Yeah, same here. This is something that you and I are, are interested in and that we've been doing for almost a year now are these um, Vegas, you know, bets as far as the over-unders and um, I guess betting on the line and stuff like that. And it's something we've really taken a liking to. And I know you've made a lot of money doing it. Um, Recently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it can be up and down. You can go from making huge chunks to losing a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's a fun fun way to use our football knowledge that's less risky, like um, not as risky as a casino, I guess, because uh, you know we know what we're doing, and there's a lot of ways to make money doing it, and it's a lot of fun. It gives you something extra to watch while you're watching football games that might mean nothing. Absolutely, no. It's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to do. It makes uh, the NFL season. Uh, even more exciting than it already is with our fantasy league and uh, just in general. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to do the show. Uh, I think that we both um, have some pretty good insight on, uh, on the Vegas odds. So. Yeah. And, and both of us kind of, you know, before this week, we've really kind of been on a hot streak. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or so you'd say, and hopefully we can take that, that heat we've got into this week and, and end the regular season up a lot of money. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be great. That, that's the hope. <laughs> that is the hope. So for everyone listening, for our first installment, Jack and I are kind of hoping to make 10 picks each. And each week we will compare the following week of how we did the previous week and, and kind of kind of like a little head to head against each other, but also bounce ideas off each other. Um, that's all it give each other advice on what what beds look appealing and why they look appealing and I, I feel like we've really helped you talk to each other out of some bad bets and talk to each other into some huge money-making bets when you say that's true Jack no absolutely no uh, I think that we uh, we bounce ideas off each other very well um, I, I think we have different uh, different specialties within the Vegas betting scene um and uh so I, th I think that gives us a lot to a lot to work with with each other and it's definitely helped me make some money and i know it's helped you as well so hopefully our advice can help some other people if they're interested in uh in taking a look at the vegas betting as well yeah i agree and, and i know this all kind of started back when the super bowl of last year yep. and caleb was talking to a bunch of people trying to get money thrown together to put them onto a site so we can make Vegas bets over the game. And it's, it's really, um, I guess, snowballed into all the way over into this season and worst case scenario, I bet, you know, 50% of those listening will be betting on the Super Bowl. and best case scenario, maybe we'll all be betting on a bunch of games moving forward throughout the regular season and the playoffs. Yeah, no, I think that'd be fun. A nice, nice little side hustle to have with our with our league and with anybody else who listens. Um, yeah, I, th I think this this adds another element to uh, to the show that you and Mark already have. 
Um, and uh, hopefully we'll get some good feedback on this. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump right to it. I'm curious, you want to go through your first three picks and we'll kind of go three and three and then uh, four. And that way we can kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah, so um, I, I wrote down my 10 picks before. Um, so one of the things that, that me and Derek uh, bet on pretty frequently are p- player props for um, things like uh, what receivers gonna, are they going to have over under a certain amount of yards, um, same with running backs and quarterbacks, um, who's going to score touchdowns and things like that. So I made all my... Um, my initial uh, takes before uh, I saw that they released the player props for the Thursday night game tonight. Um, so that um, I can, do you want to start with just the Thursday night games uh, since we actually have the player props for that? Yeah. Since we have the player props and I know I saw those and was super interested in some of them. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's jump to that one. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, um, I know we, we talked about this on the fantasy show a little bit last night um, you, uh, you were talking about, uh, the Raiders, uh, bringing home the win in this one, in this just garbage matchup between the Raiders <laughs> and the Niners. Um, I feel the other way. I actually, um, I like the 49ers in this one. Um, I not going to take them, uh, clearing the spread because I don't, I, I think three points is actually probably the magic number in this one. I see it being a late game field goal to win the game, but uh, I think the 49ers are going to edge them out in this one. Um, although these are two very poor teams. So really anything can happen in, in this one. But um, as far as the individual player bets that I, well, well I want to comment on that oh, real yeah. quick. So, are you saying that you don't agree with the three-point line, that you're rather taking the team itself to win? Yeah, I'm just taking the win on this one. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. And then uh, just because that gives me a higher degree of, of confidence with it, um, and the the payoff is not, uh, it's not too drastic to take the win rather than the spread. So a little, little more safe betting there, but um, that, that's how I'm feeling about it. And then um, the, the thing that I think is most interesting with this matchup are um, the two best receivers for both of these teams are their tight ends. And Absolutely. I like uh, George, both George Kittle and Jared Cook to score a touchdown in this game. Um, the, the odds for it are plus 145, so a $10 bet gets you 14 and a half back. Um, so you really only need one of them to score for it to pay off, but I could see both of them scoring, uh, certainly in this game. And so I, uh, I, I would, uh, I'd bet on both of them to score in this one. And then if you're feeling very risky, um, I, I, uh, would also put a small, maybe $2 bet on, um, both of them to be the, uh, the first touchdown score at nine to one odds that way, even if, um, though it, neither of those hit, you still end up making at least your money back so long as um, either Kittle or Cook scores a touchdown at some point during the night. So I think that's a nice way to um, kind of get yourself in uh, potential to make a, a lot more money on a pretty safe and uh, low-risk bet. Yeah, see, that that's kind of your thing I'm noticing over the course of the season is to – take the first to take the a player scoring a touchdown and then to double down on that by placing a, 
a small amount on them scoring the first touchdown because the payout is crazy higher. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know it's worked out for you a few times. Yeah, definitely. No, it, it when it, when it hits, it works really well. And um, I don't think that you really need to put a lot of money on them being the first touchdown scorer, obviously. Um, but it's, um, it really helps the payout when, when it does hit. Um, you're looking at a, a $2 bet on one of them scoring over doubles the amount that, um, that you would make on, on the $10 bet for them scoring at some point during the night. So especially in those um, games that you think might be a little more low scoring, um, I, I think it's a really good, uh, a good way, uh, a good strategy for betting um, when you're looking at, uh, at the player props. Uh, for me, that is, um, that's been uh, a big payoff. Absolutely. And while we're sitting on a Thursday night game, um, so you're talking about them scoring touchdowns, which I haven't really thought whether or not I want to do that yet, but based on what you said and the fact that I think it could be a high scoring game, I think that would be a good call to bet on that. Um, but the person I do have money on scoring a touchdown is Doug Martin. I feel pretty confident about him getting in the end zone tonight. Um, the, the 49ers are a pretty porous run defense, and he looked real good in his first game against the Colts. Mind you, is not a great defense, but they're better than the Niners. So I, I think Doug Martin has himself a hell of a night. I think he scores two touchdowns in all honesty, but I do have a bet on him scoring a touchdown at any point in the game. And I like him breaking the yardage total, which they had set for four. I think it was 56 and a half rushing yards. I see him going over that. I think, I think that's a, that's a good bet. Um, One thing to that. uh, I just want to point out to listeners who don't have uh, these screens in front of them that are telling them the, um, the odds and things like that. So um, generally speaking, betting on the over under for uh, yards and things like that are a little bit of a lower payout, um, uh, w- which is um, part of the reason. So I talked talking about Jared Cook and George Kittle. I think that they probably will both uh, also get the over on their yards. Uh, and I and I and I agree with Derek that uh, Doug Martin probably does, too. Um, these defenses are terrible. Uh, you look at last week, the Raiders giving up 42 points to the Colts. Um, this is going to be a, an interesting game where I think you see a lot of people finding the end zone. But um, the only reason I brought up the uh, touchdown scores over the uh, the yardage or receptions or what have you um, is just because it's a little bit of a higher payout. Um but I, I agree. I think this is actually a pretty good game to get to get in on. I think there are some um, some pretty easy money bets in here, all things considered. Um, yeah, and, and if you're looking at the lines, so there's a couple of things that really stick out to me. Um, and and in speaking of the yardage total, I do have Kittle going over his yardage with it. I think was like 55 yards. Yeah, I, 59 I, and I, a half, I believe. 59 and a half. Yeah. I definitely have that. And his reception is reception totals are five. Yeah. And I have going up for that as well. Yeah. There's a couple reasons why. One, it, Bethard may or may not play. He's a game time decision. I don't think he's going to play. He looks real banged up. Um, so, but by the off chance he does, he's going to need a safety blanket Kittle. And he's going to need him in a bad way. Yep. And if he doesn't play, Kyle Laletta, the backup, um, 
he, he doesn't look good. And when a quarterback struggles mightily, their first tight option end. is the tight end. Absolutely. So I really see Kittle going over five catches and 60 – well, basically 60 yards. I feel like that's a lock and load and count your money later. Um, and, and speaking to – not to jump in all at once on all these, but you have in one year 10 the Raiders – winning outright or the Niners winning outright. Yeah. And I will say that is dependent. Um, I didn't clarify that, but that is dependent on, uh, on Beathard starting. I will say. That. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense because based on what the way the odds look, the Niners are three point favorites and I, I believe they're at home, which yeah. usually helps a lot. But if Laletta plays instead of Beathard, um, that line is going to change drastically. Yeah. And yeah, I, I am placing my bet hard and fast on the Raiders with they're, they're currently a three point underdog. I haven't, I think I'm honestly going to take them straight up for the win. And cause I, I think there's a pretty good chance that Loletta ends up playing instead of Beathard. And even, even if Beathard plays, he's hurt. And I just feel like it's going to be a no defense who has the highest scoring offense type of game. And I think that Derek Carr and the Raiders can get it done rather than a banged-up Beathard or a backup quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 understand, uh, I understand where you're coming from on this one. Um, and I think, yeah, definitely if you are looking to bet um, the, the Raiders, now is the time to do it before um, Beathard potentially gets ruled out for the game. Um, so hopefully you, uh, you can get that bet in before that happens. Um, I, know, like, I know you did already. Um, but yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. And now is definitely the time to do it if you're going to do it. And I also, I think taking the win there is is the smart call. There's no reason to take the line and lose a pretty um, significant amount of um, of money potentially earned there. Absolutely, uh, especially when it's only three points. Exactly. And I, I saying to you, who who you have your hopes or I guess your money on the Niners winning. If I were you, I would wait until last minute to place your bet because the lines, for anybody listening, the lines change frequently. Yeah. Um, they'll change a couple times throughout the week, and then when we hit Saturday and Sunday, they are constantly moving. Um, so, and, and with this being a Thursday night game, it means it's going to change. up From probably 3 p.m. onward, it's going to shift back and forth. And if Beathard gets ruled out, that your Raiders line is going to change or your 49ers winning line is going to change drastically and you could end up winning a lot more money or having a much safer um, spread to pick. Because I feel like if Valletta plays, that the spread could change from minus three for the Niners to minus three for the Raiders, maybe. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're, you're definitely right about that. And um, I haven't uh, officially placed that bet yet. And uh, I am going to take that advice and I, I am going to wait to see um, uh, wait until Beathard uh, has been decided on if he's going to play or not. Um, I think that's very good advice. Yeah, so <laughs> obviously you and I are kind of all in on this game tonight. I just think that there's a lot of money to be made, and you can't say that very often for a Thursday night game, um, especially, especially with two, these two garbage teams. teams. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so moving forward, I feel like let's jump to – a couple of these Sunday games, which I'm assuming let's, why don't you name your next two? Cause your first, your first bet um, as far as our 10, 10 bet total 
was your pick in the, the 49ers to win outright. So what have yeah. you got next on the block? So um, I like the Steelers to win against the Ravens. Um, I, I think that the Ravens have been uh, pretty overrated this, this whole year. Um, that offense doesn't look like it's going to get much done to me. I, the Steelers haven't had a great defense, uh, but I, I like the Steelers to win in this one. And especially with the odds at plus uh, 125, I think that's a really uh, good bet to take right now. Um, the Steelers offense is looking strong, and I really don't think that the Ravens are going to be able to keep up even at home. Um, so I like the odds on this one, and so I have um, the Steelers winning. And then uh, my next one is I love the Vikings with the spread uh, beating the Lions. So it's a four-and-a-half-point spread that they need to clear, and I absolutely see that happening this week. Um Lions just got rid of Golden Tate, so their offense will not be um, working at as high capacity as it has been. And at home for the Vikings, I really think that they're just going to show out and put up a lot of points, and I don't think there's any way the Lions keep up with that. Yeah, um, that's funny. I actually have both of those. So both of those are part of my 10 bets, and I totally agree on the Steelers. The Steelers are moving – they're getting hot. They're playing real well right now while the Ravens are beginning to sink. And I think that's an easy, easy bet. Yep. And you've really pointed out something that I didn't think too much about, that all these three-point spreads, it makes more sense if you're betting on um, the underdog in the game to bet on them straight up because there's more money to be won rather than because it doesn't happen that often that team would lose by one or two points. It's usually three yeah. or, or more. So that spread doesn't do any good. I agree. Well, that's, that's generally how I look at it when I'm, when I, when I see a three point spread or, or less, um, you might as well just take the win. Cause you're the, the difference in, in, uh, in payout is, is huge. Um, so instead of minus minus one twenty, it's plus plus one twenty five. So a $10 bet gets you 12 and a half dollars instead of what would be about eight and a half, a little less than that. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a, um, I, I definitely like taking, taking the win in those, uh, closer matchups like that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree, agree with you there and that you've opened that up to me and that makes like, that makes a lot more sense and easier way to make money rather than being safe and just breaking yeah. even weekly. Um, so since we just both matched on both of those, Let's let's hear two okay, more from you. Sure. Um, so then I also I have the Falcons to win over the Redskins. I think this is going to be a very close game. Um, personally, uh, the the Redskins defense is uh, pretty stout, and then with the addition of Haha Clinton Dix, um, they have arguably the best safety duo in the NFL right now. Um, so I don't think the Falcons are going to put up as many points, but that Redskins offense is pretty limp. I think Adrian Peterson has a great day. Um, against the poor Falcons uh, rushing defense. But I don't think it means that Alex Smith is going to be able to do much of anything uh, playing, even though they play the Falcons. It's going to be all ground and pound for the Redskins. Um, so well, that'll be interesting uh, to see the player props on, see what Adrian Peterson's uh, yardage is and his um, uh, the odds are for him to score a touchdown. I uh, preemptively will recommend uh, people look at that as well. Um, but I just think that the, the Falcons offense is 
too high powered to not put up a good chunk of points against the Redskins. And Alex Smith just cannot get anything done offensively. And um, so, you know, Adrian Peterson's going to have a good day. I think finds the answer at least once, but I don't think it's enough to keep up with him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for everybody listening, this, this is why Jack and I work well, so well together. We bounce great ideas off each other. And a lot of times we agree. So I also have that one. Um, I, I think the Falcons is one and a half yep. point underdogs. That's hilarious to me. Um, the Redskins have severely overperformed this year. They're playing in a weak division. Falcons have one of the toughest divisions and a high flying offense. Um, the one thing that worries me is that they're on the road and their offense is kind of stagnant on the road, but the Redskins offense is always stagnant. So I, I really, this one, I I don't have a lot of confidence in, but I, I also picked it because I feel like that's, that's a good one to to target. um, With a lower degree of confidence, uh, for me personally, because I don't do the over-under quite as often, but it's a 48 point, um, 48 points is the over-under. I like the under in this one. Um, I don't see a, um, a lot of scoring being done, especially by the Redskins. Um, I think the Falcons are going to be playing with a lead and not really um, – I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as they're expecting it right now. Um, uh, 48 points is pretty high to cover. That's, you know, a 28 to 20 game. I don't see it getting that high. I think probably three touchdowns from the Falcons and then just one or two from the Redskins. I think Adrian Peterson's the only guy – who's going to find the end zone for the Redskins. Maybe you get lucky if you got Jordan Reed finding the end zone, but not much of anything else happening there. Um, I, I think the under is, a, is um, something to look at, especially right now. We'll see if it changes at all uh, going into Sunday. I agree. And I, the, the Redskins have had so many good matchups where, you know, Alex Smith should be able to exploit a terrible secondary and put up numbers, and he just hasn't done it which shows me that he's he's just not good at football. And, you know, granted, there are some not many weapons there yeah, at all for I, the Redskins. I was going to say that, yeah. So I I totally agree. I feel like this is one that, honestly, the Falcons could end up winning by like 10. So I might bet an alternate spread where there's there might be a Falcons one that's like them minus five and a half, yeah. and the odds would be like plus 170, which there again, for anybody listening, when it's 170, you bet ten dollars, you get seventeen back. So something like that, I I would seriously consider investing in. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, so we <laughs> we agree on that one. Um, so I'm gonna jump to yeah, one no, here. Yeah, <laughs> and I have the um, Kansas City Chiefs. On, they are nine and a half point favorites against the Cleveland Browns. Um, they are probably the most potent offense in the NFL going against an absolutely awful team. And if, if anybody's watched the Kansas city games recently, which is hard not to, cause they're always on prime time, their defense is beginning to heat up, which is frightening when you think about it, that this high flying offense that didn't have any defense. So shoot out every game. Um, they're starting to get sacks and they're generating pressure. So against a Cleveland Browns team, that is one of the worst in the NFL that just turned over their coaching staff entirely. Um, yes, thank you. I will definitely take nine and a half points. Uh, I think that's... 
Uh, what do you think? Out for a second, uh, but but uh, I I heard what you said though. I and I completely agree. I think the Chiefs. Uh, I, I I have this one as well. Uh, I think that the Chiefs clear the spread pretty easily. I made the uh, the mistake of taking the Browns uh, with the spread last week against the Steelers, just because all of their games have been within I think like four points of each other up until last week. Um, but they couldn't uh, beat the eight and a half point spread against the Steelers last week, and they're definitely not going to do that against arguably the most explosive offense in the NFL. Um, Even at home, I don't think it matters. I see a pretty large uh, victory for for the Chiefs in this one, too. So um, I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so on a large percentage of our bets. (laughs) 100% so far. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, um, well, we disagree on the 49ers Raiders, and that's, well, that's it. True. That's true. Um, well, although my, my bet there is a little – it is dependent, so, you know. Yes. Absolutely. I, I get that. So, my next one here, Carolina, six-and-a-half uh, point favorites at home, um, and this is against Tampa Bay. Yep. I will definitely take that line. Um Fitzpatrick, I love the guy. I love seeing him heat up um, and and the energy he plays with. And honestly, I hope they win, but I don't see it happening. The Panthers are getting better and better every single week. And Fitzpatrick has been in and out of the lineup. The last game he played in, even the game before, um, he threw a lot of interceptions. So this Panthers defense, they take advantage of, of poor quarterback play and I think this is an easy, easy seven point, ten point win for uh, the Carolina Panthers. All right, so I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Um, really? Uh, yeah, um, not with a degree of confidence. This is not a game that I'm going to be betting on. I will, I'll say that. Um, and when I when I looked at this game at first, I liked the Panthers to clear the spread. The Buccaneers' defense is atrocious, and um, the Panthers, like you said, have been getting better every single week. I still don't see the Panthers putting up a lot of points. They have their, their offense really hasn't, uh, their defense has been solid, um, but they're not putting up huge, uh, huge victories against anybody. And I don't think it starts now against a division rival. Um, I think this game stays a little bit tighter. I think the Panthers still win in the end, but yeah, I could see the Panthers winning by a touchdown but nothing more than that. Um, I don't think it's going to be a two-possession game uh, or a two-possession uh, win, at least. So um, I, I actually, if I had to bet, I would take the Panthers with the spread. Um, but to be honest, I'm going to keep my hands off of this one as far as um, betting the, the line on that. But um, that's, that's just my take. Yeah, I see your point. And that's, that's probably why the line is set at where it's at, six and a half you're betting that they'll win by a touchdown and six and a half spread is pretty large um, compared to a lot of games. So it it makes sense why you'd be cautious to stay away. And that this might be something that I shy away from as we move forward this week. I haven't placed my bet on it yet. Um, But right now I feel like that's something that you got to take advantage of. I I just don't know how Fitzpatrick's going to be after being on the bench for a while. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. I, I feel like it's a pretty good one right now. Yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, you know, with all the the change in the Buccaneers' offense, um, <laughs> at quarterback, 
it's you know it's it's tough to predict you know at times fitz fitzpatrick is fitz magic and he can hang with anybody in the nfl and other times he throws four interceptions and a half and we are reminded why he has never been a consistent starter in the nfl um so you that's that's the the tough thing about this one is you, you don't know what uh fitzpatrick you're gonna see on on this game um I just think that with uh, playing against the division opponent, it's going to be a, a closer game. Uh, which, but like I said, my hands are off on this one unless something changes with the line. Okay, um, fair enough. So, what what have you got next? So, um, moving on past the one o'clock games, um, I have the uh, the Seahawks over the Chargers, and I'm taking the over on this game as well. Um, so the odds on, the, on this game aren't, uh, you know, they're, they're they're not great. You know, it's it's a minus 125 for a win for the Seahawks and a minus 10 with the one and a half point spread. So, um, you know, it's kind of dealer's choice, whatever you feel more comfortable with. Um, there's not much of a difference in the payout there. Um, but I like the over in this one, too. And this is something I'm, I'm probably going to parlay. Uh, partly the victory and uh, over 48 points. Uh, the Seahawks offense is looking explosive now and all chargers have the chargers have is an offense. Um, so I, I see this being a pretty high scoring game in Seattle this week. Um, and, but I definitely like the Seahawks to, to get the win. Um, Russell Wilson, I think it's, is going to start setting in. He's a second half quarterback. Um, back after the end of the of the season kind of guy and i really think that um i mean the ground and pound there from the seahawks has been great and um i i like the the win for the seahawks in this one yeah um that's funny that you bring this one up because real good about taking the chargers in this one for a hot second there and then i remember what i've seen happen recently with seattle and now it's got me cautious. Um, so I'm just like you said, the previous one, I'm staying away. I think it could go either way. And as far as the points, the over under, what's the over under again in this one? 48. Yeah. See, I, I am hands off on that because the chargers could be receiving Joey Bosa back this week. Um, it could be next week. And that's that, that makes all the difference in the world. Once he's back, that defensive line is back intact and they're back to limiting points by a good, by a great deal. Um, and the Seahawks have been inconsistent. I don't trust them. Uh, their run game is, is what they've relied on. And I think the chargers have a great run defense. So I just don't see them breaking 48 points total. And I also, I don't feel enough confidence in either team to bet on them in this one. Yeah, um, that's understandable. Um, I I like it, it for for this matchup. I like being at uh, the Seahawks being at home. The, you know, the original twelfth man there. Um, but yeah, this is this. Uh, it's definitely an interesting game. Um, it's a very tight uh, tight spread. Um, so you know, where you know you're not alone in in having this back and forth um, thought process on the game. But uh, personally, I, I like the Seahawks in the, in this one. I just think that um, Russell Wilson is going to start heating up. There's a reason he was the 
number one fantasy quarterback last year, and it's because the second half of the season, the dude just tears it up. Um, he is a nightmare to go against in the back half of the season. So I like the Seahawks in this one. But like I said, I understand uh, your um, your caution in, in this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. But if you place a bet on it, good luck. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you got next? So the next one, I, I have a, a two for one here. So I've got my next two bets. The Jets and Dolphins. Um, New York is at Miami. And I actually feel they're, they're New York is the three point underdog. And I, I would like to take that one. Um, but that the is the, or the spread. The, um, I, I think I'd take the win now that we've talked about it before I said the spread, but I, I think, I think the win. Um, but this is dependent on one thing and one thing only whether Tremaine Johnson returns this week for the jets. If he returns, I feel enough confidence in that bet to place it. But if he's held out yet again, uh, their defense has been non-existent without him. And their corners can't stop anybody. Uh, not that I have a whole lot of confidence in Brocktober because, you know, he's back <laughs> again. Even in November, he's here. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on that one to find out for sure if Tremaine's going to play. And if he does, I like it. And I also the under in the game. And the, the points, the over-under set at 45. And I like, I like them going under if Tremaine Johnson plays. I might take it regardless. Um, yeah, so uh, this is uh, back to us getting on track and on. The... Hey, I'm back. It wouldn't be an anchor podcast if somebody doesn't get kicked out. At some exactly. Point. Exactly. No. Um, so uh, I, I don't know what you heard me say before I got kicked out. Yeah. But... The last thing you said is you, you were just about to get into it. I had just finished talking about him. Yeah. So we are back on the same same track of thinking here. Um, I could not agree more. I like the Jets to win this one away from home against Brocktober and the Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> and but yes. Tremaine Johnson is the um, is the key factor in this one. I couldn't agree more. I skipped over it uh, in our notes just to get to the four o'clock games, but I have that written down as well. Um, I like the Jets to win this one. Um, I, I I think the under is probably a pretty safe bet on this one. In this one too, um, on my screen right now they they already changed to forty three and a half. Um, so it's already going down. So it's already going down. But I, um, I still like um, – I definitely like the Jets to win. No question there. Um, I'm honestly a little bit surprised that, um, th- that the odds are this, um, are this high for, for them to win. I would expect a much narrower um, uh, uh, spread for them. But, um, yeah, I think jump on this one early while you can get that $10 bet in on the 130 odds for the Jets to win. I think it's a good bet. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I feel it, I'm worried about Tremaine Johnson playing. That's why I've held off on it. But I agree with you. If he's trending upwards, then yeah, we should probably jump on it early. Yep. Yeah, I see that line changing before we get to Sunday. Um, so I think now is a good time to, to get in on it if, uh, if you can. Yeah, agreed. So how many more do you have left? We've got to be getting towards the end of our picks. Yeah, so there's only um, – have- uh, three more games left. So I have the, the Rams game against the Saints, the Packers and the Patriots, and then uh, the Monday Night Football and the Titans and the Cowboys. So we can get through these ones a little bit quicker, I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I will say that I'm, I'm going to be betting on the Rams 
against the Saints away from home. I will definitely be, be making this bet. Um, right now, it's even odds, so $10 gets you $10. Um, I like them. I'd like the Rams to win this one um, in a really high-scoring, fun-to-watch game. I can't wait to watch this game being a Rams fan, having tons of players from the Rams and the Saints on my fantasy team. And just for you know the game, this is going to be so much fun. I think these are possibly the two best teams in the NFL, and it's going to be so much fun to watch. So I just want to have money in on the game just to have even more uh, stake in, in the game while, while I'm watching it, but I like the Rams to win. Um, I, I think that their defense is, is the difference maker in this one. Um, the, you know, you're talking about two of the top three offenses along with the Kansas city chiefs, but I think that the Rams defense is just what's going to edge out the saints and, and get, get the Rams the victory. Um, but it's going to be fun to watch. I'm, this I can't believe that this isn't a primetime game because this is going to be the best game that we've seen all season in my mind. I agree. I couldn't agree more. This is what's made me so mad about the NFL and how stupid they are. They have the ability to flex games. And how the hell is this game not flexed to Sunday night or Monday night? Monday night is Cowboys-Titans. That should not be a primetime game. I couldn't agree more. I'm really not looking forward to watching that game Monday night. I will be, but... Um, yeah, this, this should be the Monday night football game. This is the game of the week, unquestionably. Yeah, I, I agree. Even more so than the Patriots and Packers, which a lot of people are talking about. This yeah. is the game to watch. This is a preview of the NFC Championship right here. Yep. Um, I went into this game thinking I'd take whoever has the, um, the, the more favorable odds in the fact that whoever's going to win more money for me if they win because I, I truly think this is a a pretty even matchup. Yep. And I thought for sure it would be the Saints as the underdogs, but I they're one-and-a-half-point favorites. I was shocked by that. And the more I look at it, the more I see this changing as the week goes on. Um, the Saints are at home. Yes, they play great at home, um, but it is the Rams. Rams have not gotten as much attention as they should for being an undefeated team. And – they've been able to beat everybody and come back from massive deficits. So I do see the odds shifting. And if they do, I mean, I'll jump in on the saints. And if they don't, I'm staying with the Rams. So my pick is whoever has the better odds in terms of more money for picking them is who I'm going to go with prior to game time. Uh, I haven't decided who, but that's what I'm going to do. So actually I completely agree with you. Um, I was shocked when I saw that the Rams are actually the underdog in this, but my line of thinking was the exact same as yours. I'm taking the underdog in this game. Um, yep. Whoever's going to give me more money, that's who I'm betting on in this one. Um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, I Also, like just being a Rams fan, it only gave me more reason to, to bet on them, um, which you know this, this gave me a lot of incentive to, to put my money on the Rams for this one. But, yeah, if the odds change and all of a sudden the Rams become the favorite, which I could definitely see happening by Sunday, um, yeah, put money on the Saints, too. Like, um, I I just like this game. I think it's going to be a fun game to get in on, regardless of who you take. Um, watch this game no matter what, because this is this is really the one the one to watch in my in my eyes. Yeah, and, and now that we're sitting here thinking about it, I 
could see this being a scenario where if you put 10 on the Rams now and then the line shifts and the Saints become the underdogs, the Saints could be like a plus 110. So if you put 10 on them, guaranteed money. Exactly. You could, regardless of the outcome, be making money. So that, that's a comical scenario that I could seriously see happening here. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and we'll see if, if um, I'm wondering if they have any other, they don't right now, but I was going to say, even if they had like, you know, take the Rams at uh, minus three, right. At minus three points right now, you know, give the edge to the saints and then, um, you know, imagining that that's probably going to be a pretty good payout right now. I'd imagine it's probably, that would probably be like a plus one, 35 or so um, bet. And then if the odds change, then definitely put the money on the Saints just to to hedge your bet and um, make sure you walk away with a win. Um, yeah, I, I think the odds on this one are going to change pretty frequently uh, until Sunday. I agree. I, I, I agree with more with you there. Um, so let's jump to I, I did skip over one, so I guess I'll go back to that one. One of my picks was the um, the Houston and Denver game. Houston yeah. is on the road against Denver, and it is somehow a pick 'em, which a pick 'em means that you pick the winner, and there's no the the line is pretty much even for both yeah. sides. Zero. I am very confused at how this could be. Um, Houston just got better, and Denver just got worse after the trade deadline. So, and Houston was already better than Denver. So, I mean, being on the road, Houston being on the road, I don't think it affects them enough for them to be a pick them. So, I, I'm taking Houston in that one. Yeah, um, I, I, um, I was keeping my hands off of this one, um, at least for the day. It was something I was going to look more into uh, as it got closer. I'm worried about, Demarius Thomas getting how how much involvement he'll be able to have in the offense this week, which I think is the difference maker there. Um, just it, I think this becomes dependent on how involved he is able to get, because um, without uh, without him being able to play, you're going to see DeAndre Hopkins getting shadowed by two people uh, the entire game, which you know he is used to, and he still ends up uh, performing just incredibly well but i um i really think that that is the difference maker is demarius thomas in this game how how many snaps he's able to play how quick he can figure out the playbook um because the broncos defense is finally showing up to play now they're what they should be and um i could see this you know in denver just being a low scoring win for the broncos too um i understand where you're coming from i i think the texans are um, they have definitely gotten better while the Broncos have gotten worse. But I think this just comes down to how involved uh, Demarius can get in his first week with the Texans against his old team. Yeah, I, I do see where you're coming from. And I also am thinking DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> so all, all I can think of is Nuke just eating all day on those that terrible – Broncos secondary because the Broncos have the best slot corner in the league, um, Chris Harris, but he's on Kiki Cootie. I mean, if you're not moving to the outside, then, then, I mean, you're not on Hopkins and now on the outside, there's, there's no coverage. So yes, uh, I, I think they've got it. I feel confident in it. 
The Broncos' run defense is bad, which means um, I'll be taking Lamar Miller, whatever his rushing yards are set at. I'm taking the over on that one. And, yeah, and, and I, I feel good about that. So, yeah, that that is where I'm thinking is a good call. And I'm going to stick with it, I think. And, and I'm going to pick that Houston win here very shortly because I do see the lines moving in that one. Fair enough, yeah. I I understand uh, I understand where you're coming from with that one. It's one that I'm probably going to keep my hands off on. Maybe on Sunday I'll make a game-time decision on this, but uh, for now I'm going to keep my hands off. Fair enough. Um, I think – I think this might be my last one. I uh, Green Bay are, is a six-point underdog on the road in New England. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking them with that spread. Uh, same. Absolutely. Good deal. We are on the same page again. I just – I don't feel that New England's as good as everybody makes them out to be. Uh, they have the easiest division probably in football. I know I said it earlier about the Redskins division, but honestly, now that I think about it, the, the Patriots just have a cakewalk to to the uh, AFC divisional title. And I think the Packers, they're in win-now mode. We've seen Aaron Rodgers, when he gets that pressure on him where he knows he needs to win, he makes it happen. And yeah. I, I see this. I could see this being a Packers win. Um, regardless, six points, yes. I If they lose, I think it's by three or four, not six. Uh, yeah, so Derek, uh, you, I think, hit the nail on the head again. Um, this is one where uh, I'm definitely betting on the Packers with the spread. No question about that one. Um, I don't think there's any way they lose by more than six points. I don't see that happening. And then more than that, I'm probably going to double down on this one. I'm probably going to bet a little bit more on uh, – I'm probably going to bet you know, maybe a $12 bet on the spread, on the Packers with the spread. And then I'm probably going to throw $5 on the Packers to win. Um, I, I really like, uh, I like that bet um, at plus 200, a $5 bet gets you a $10 win. I, I think that's a, a great payout. And just like you said, the Packers are in must win mode and Aaron Rodgers knows how, knows how to perform in those situations. Um, they, it, this is a must win for them. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to show out. I would not be at all surprised um, to see the Packers walk away with this one, but definitely to clear the spread. Um, couldn't agree with you more on that one. Great. So, yeah, we're on the same page again. Yep. <laughs> and I really like your strategy with betting a little bit on them winning the game because 200, uh, those are phenomenal odds, double yep. up. Um, so do you have a bet on the Monday night game? I don't know if you've reached your 10, but I, I think I've hit mine. Yeah, so I did have a bet on on the Monday night game. I like the Cowboys with the spread. So they're six-and-a-half-point favorites right now. I think they're going to beat the Titans by at least a touchdown um, in what will be an incredibly uneventful game. I think this is a game where you might not see the Titans score a touchdown. Um, wouldn't be at all surprised if, if they don't score a touchdown and it's all field goals for them. Um and then I think the Cowboys really have gotten um, better. And I think Zeke is going to run straight through the Titans defense. And I also, um, you know, I have him on my fantasy team. Two weeks for Amari Cooper to learn the Cowboys playbook. That Cowboys offense is going to be better. They have been in desperate need of a true 
uh, outside receiver, and they got him. They got a really good guy, and I really I think that Dak Prescott uh, sees a lot of improvement going forward the rest of the year. Um, and I think the Cowboys dominate the Titans in this game. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but the Titans have nothing going for them on either side of the ball. And I, I like uh, the Cowboys with the spread on this one. See, I do, I do not. Um, if I, I would be placing a bet on the under as far as the total in this game. I don't even care what it is. If it's 36 points, I'm still taking the under. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. It's a 41-point line, and I agree. Take the under. Oh, definitely. Definitely taking that. Um, but I don't think Amari Cooper helps this Cowboys team much. I really do not think he's good at football. Um, I have no faith in him. I was reading some stat line the other day about how funny it is, how age matters to teams so much more than it should that he's 24 years old and his production, like he had like, he he only has one touchdown and he has like 200 less receiving yards than Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas has three touchdowns as well and more catches, I believe. And obviously golden Tate is better than both um, so far on the year. And Golden Tate netted a third-round pick, and Demarius Thomas a fourth, and then Cooper a first. And it's all because of the age, which I think is so funny because you could be – that's like saying, hey, you know, Demarius Thomas sucks because he's almost 30 years old, and I'd rather have a even worse Amari Cooper with the hope that his skills increase in the next three to five years um, if they retain him that long than a Demarius Thomas who's more productive now and better for a win-now mode. I, I just think that's so funny that somebody would give up a first-round pick rather than a fourth-rounder for somebody that has clearly less talent. So and I, I don't have any faith. Um, so I'm going to disagree with you on this one, actually. Um, I, I really think Amari Cooper is the guy that the Cowboys needed. Um, he started his career with 1,000-yard – with two 1,000-yard receiving seasons – and I think that this is where he finally uh, gets his comeback um, in his uh, short career so far. And I also I, – now, I don't think Amari Cooper is worth a first-round pick. I think that was ridiculous. But that just goes to show how horrible the Raiders organization has been this year. Just – I mean, there's the new Browns. Just the worst decision-making you could you could possibly make. Uh, I couldn't be more disappointed in, in – how uh, they've handled their, their business this year. That being said, um, I don't think Amari Cooper is worth a first round pick, but probably a second. And um, I also think it makes sense that Demarius is worth what you said. Uh, it was a fourth round pick, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. I think, I think that's, that's reasonable. He's a guy who maybe has two more good years left uh, after this one, maybe probably. I, I mean, you got to think this is just them trying to make the playoffs this year. This is the Texans trying to make the playoffs, and that's it. They're trying to win the division. They're horrible division, and this is how they think they're going to do it. I think it's a really good move for them, um, especially for a team who started out 0-3 and are now 5-3. and It was a really good move for them. and But I think a fourth-round pick is about fair because you're not going to see much more production out of him uh, than uh, what he's got left in the tank for, for this year and probably next. And the Broncos, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Um, I think that they sold on him at, at a necessary time. Um, well, some, some could say they waited too long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they had faith in Case Keenum, which 
I didn't personally. Um, <laughs> but they thought that that he was going to be their guy. They thought Brock Osweiler was going to be their guy. They, you know, they've uh, they've not been uh, handling their quarterback situation well there for the past couple of years to the detriment of guys like Demarius Thomas. So um, it was a necessary move for the Broncos to make. I think that's they're really just trying to get the most that they can possibly get for him at the time. Um, no one's really going to stretch more than a fourth round pick for him at this point. Right. All right, man. So I, I think that wraps up our picks. So let's do a little recap um, of what our 10 are. You want to list your, your 10 first? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we can do that again. So, um, and I, I have mine written down on mine, so I'll write yours down afterwards so we can compare them. Um, but I have the 49ers over the Raiders um, with, I would say it's, it, that's, you know, hinging on uh, Beathard playing, um, and not with a lot of confidence just because both these teams are garbage. So it's really tough to, <laughs> to make a, a high confidence uh, pick with this one. But I have the 49ers. Um, I have the Steelers over the Ravens. I have the Falcons over the Redskins. I have the Vikings clearing the four and a half point spread. I have the Jets over the Dolphins. I have uh, the Seahawks beating the Chargers. And uh, the over on that game. I have uh, the Rams beating the Saints away from home. I have the Packers with the spread. And like I said, I'm also going to double down on that one and put just a little bit of money on them to, to win the game as well. And uh, and I have the, the Cowboys with the spread. All right. And I have the Raiders tonight. Um, I'm going to take them outright. Mm-hmm. And then I have the Falcons over the Redskins outright. I have Kansas City clearing the nine-and-a-half-point spread against the Browns. Yep. I have the Steelers outright against the Ravens. Um, the Jets, I'm going to take them outright against Miami. Mm-hmm. And I'm also taking under 45 in that game. And then I've got Carolina clearing the six-and-a-half-point spread against Tampa Bay. I'm picking Houston over Denver in the pick and I've got Green Bay clearing the six-point spread against New England. All right. How many uh, is that? Is that nine or ten? That's, that's nine. Okay. The other one was um, the Saints and Rams, which I'm yeah <laughs> probably gonna bet. Probably gonna bet the Saints, but honestly, whoever's the underdog at the last minute is who I'm gonna bet. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna write you down for the Saints, though. All right. Let's do it. All right. That, that'll be good because that gives us a little more variance. So uh, yes. I'm just going to go through this real quick to see how many we have in common. Um, so we both have the Steelers. We both have the Falcons. All right. Let's have <laughs> one last. <laughs> so, uh, so I was going through this. What we all have. Yeah. So I was going, going through it and we have, um, we have four bets in common and six that are different. So that's actually nice. And I, uh, it seemed like we had a lot more uh, in common uh, when we were going through each of the games, but uh, at least for the picks that we've made for, for, for these purposes, um, uh, we only have four in common. And so we have six different uh, picks than one another. So that's going to be, that'll be fun to look at next week. And uh, I have a pretty high degree of confidence that we're going to be right with the ones that we, uh, we both picked. Um, but uh, it's going to be fun to see who, uh, who did a better job picking this week. So 
Um, there will be six uh, six different uh, picks that will be the, uh, the difference makers for us. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens with this. And, and second question, what? how many of those six different picks did we butt heads on? Did we? Did I take the other team? So I actually only two games. It was just the, uh, the Rams and the Saints and the Niners and the Raiders, um, which – I think we could end up being the same on both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, honestly, I could flip to the Raiders on this one. Um, if Beathard doesn't start. Um, and like you said, you might end up betting on the Rams. So yeah, um, absolutely. Those are the only ones that um, we didn't, uh, or that we, you know, we picked opposite on. Um, but the other ones you have Kansas city with the spread. I didn't have it on, on my, my list, but I think that's a great bet. I, it's one that I will definitely be making as well. Um, and uh, you have, and then you have money on the Carolina game and the Houston game, both of which I kept my hands off. And then I have money on the uh, Cowboys game and the Seahawks game and the Vikings, yeah. which uh, you are, were not in on. But yes. uh, but I think that um, on those games we probably have very uh, similar. Um, lines of thinking there and i think we're pretty much on the, on the same page for a lot of this but it's gonna be uh it'll be fun to see how we end up doing this week yeah absolutely and this has been fun for our, our first episode for sure and this is something that i think we'll keep on doing um like we said in before we started with our picks you and i we bounce each other ideas off each other real well and it i think this this first episode has shown that perfectly that we agree on so many of our bets um and yeah, hopefully we both make a bunch of money this weekend. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I hope we both do really well. And then, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be fun. And then uh, this is definitely, you know, it, it solidifies uh, your own line of thinking going through this. So um, it, for, you know, hearing you say that you think the Steelers are definitely going to beat uh, the Ravens away from home, you know, only gives me more confidence in, in my initial thought process with it. So this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I think for both of us personally, just being able to, um, you know, kind of uh, reaffirm our own our own thinking with each bets that we're going to place, um, and uh, also just just seeing seeing what's different and uh, getting getting each other's insights. So this has been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing this every week. Yeah, same same here. And so I think that wraps us up. And it's been a great first podcast with you, Jack. And I guess we'll see everybody next week with our, our week 10 picks. Yeah, sounds good. Good luck. Uh, good luck with your bets this weekend and everybody else. If, uh, if you're getting involved on it, um, you know, best of luck. I think it, it's a lot of fun. It adds a whole another element to watching the games. And uh, it makes games like this Niners Raiders game or the Cowboys Titans game actually, you know, worth watching. So um, it, it'll, it'll be nice to see if, if anyone else wants to get involved with this. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, good luck to you, Jack, and good luck to anybody else out there to play some bets. Absolutely. Absolutely.